Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. This is Cashflow Ninja. I'm MC Lobsher, and thank you so much for joining me in another episode of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. My friends, I have a awesome show for you. You all that have listened to the show and have watched me have heard me talk about time and time as your most precious and most valuable resource. In today's episode, we're actually going to look at how you can multiply your time. Yes, and leverage your time. I'm very excited to have Tan Pham from Asian Efficiency with me on the show. Dan, welcome to the show. MC, good to see you, buddy. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, super excited to get into to today's episode and, and talk about uh, the things that you're going to share because this is a passion of mine. Absolutely, and things, things that I love to learn. So this is the great thing about this show, right? Is I get to learn alongside all of my viewers and my listeners. So excited to jump into that. But before we do, can you please share a little bit about your background and a little bit about your journey journey with my, with my listeners and viewers. Absolutely. I, I grew up in the Netherlands for a lot of people who don't know where that is. It's, it's in Europe. And uh, I don't look like a typical Dutch person because my parents are Vietnamese. But uh, we immigrated when I was really, really young. And I grew up there for most of my life till I was 18. And uh, after high school, I, I decided to go to Los Angeles to go to school. And I dropped out after three years, which is cardinal sin number one of any Asian kid is to drop out of school. So my parents weren't very happy, but I decided to pursue my passion. And I, I had a mentor in my life that he kind of took me under his wing. And so I got promoted at his company very quickly from working there for, for a few weeks. And I was so overwhelmed by everything that was going on. I was now responsible for managing clients, growing top line sales, managing a team, and as a 20-year-old kid, I had no idea what to do. So I started to study productivity and trying to figure out how, do, how can I be more effective and efficient with my time? Because that was the thing I had the least of. And so I was uh, really worried about losing my job because I knew that if I wasn't going to get my stuff together, I would probably get fired and would disappoint my parents even more. And so I said, okay, I need to figure out this productivity thing. I need to be twice as productive as I am right now. So I start studying books like Getting Things Done and starting to study all the different leaders back in the day, like Brian Tracy and Tony Robbins and everyone else that was having resources and workshops around productivity and time management. And eventually I kind of figured it out because some, some of the things that I learned didn't really work for me. Some of the things I implemented uh, didn't work for me whatsoever and actually made my life even worse. And then there were some things that worked really well. And one of the things I noticed what, was that a lot of people use kind of like old, stu old school strategies and pen and paper, whereas I was kind of like a millennial. I wanted to be more efficient with technology and all the platforms and services that we have available. So eventually, I kind of figured out the system now that I now teach all over the world through my company, Asian Efficiency, where we help people become more productive at work and in life. Now, one of the things that, that and speaking from personal experience too, one of the things that, that is cardinal in getting this started before we get, get, into, get into the nuts and bolts here, but like as a morning routine... And that was one thing that I did was it's just complete game changer and having kind of a set one. What is the what does a morning routine look like and what does a morning routine look like 
of uh, some of the super achievers and high performers on the planet. When I was first studying high performance, how executives and CEOs of Fortune 500 companies are being productive and getting stuff done, one of the things I noticed was that there were a few habits that they all had in common. Right? They usually exercise on a regular basis. Uh, they read a lot. And then also they had some form of a morning routine as well. And everyone's morning routine is going to be slightly different. And I've ex experimented a lot with this over the last 14 years. And I've worked with a lot of clients as well because everyone has a different life circumstance and situation. Some of us have kids, some of us don't. Some of us have certain health conditions, certain, some of us have uh, certain financial resources available, right? And so everyone's morning routine is going to be slightly different. But the basic idea and the power behind a morning routine is the idea that the way you start your day sets the tone for the rest of the day. So start it right, and you'll have a productive day. But start it poorly, and you're going to have an unproductive day. Right? So if you think about walking into your office, sitting down at your desk, and you feel agitated, someone cuts you off on the freeway, you're triggered, uh, you're not really excited about your work, or you don't even know what your goals are in life, imagine starting your day like that. How productive are you going to be that day? Well, chances are you're not going to be as productive. It's going to be very challenging to get focused and to get in that flow state right? Compare that to saying you walk into the office, you're all excited, you know what your goals are, you're excited about life, you have a positive outlook, you feel really good about yourself, and then sitting down and trying to be productive. Guess what? It's going to be so much easier to be productive, right? And oftentimes when we start our day in the best way possible, we kind of carry that through the rest of the day. So we kind of want to set the tone at the beginning of the day to say, hey, I'm going to be productive. I'm going to feel good about myself. And the morning routine is kind of the habit that allows us to feel really good about ourselves in the morning. And that's where the power of the morning routine comes in. It kind of sets the tone for the day. And so ideally, any morning routine you have, the ideal outcome is that you feel confident about yourself and you have clarity. If you feel good about yourself, you feel confidence about what's going on, where life is going, and you have clarity about where to go, then starting your day that way makes it so much easier to get focused and be, to be productive, right? So one of the things I always teach is there's a few steps that I always recommend that people have in their morning routine. And the first step, super simple, but yet so powerful, is to drink a glass of water as soon as you wake up. And there's multiple reasons for this. One is after sleeping for six, seven, eight hours, we're dehydrated. So we want to hydrate as soon as possible. The second thing uh, when we drink water, it's a way to signal to our body to wake up as well. And then the third thing is, is that it's a quick win. As soon as you drink a glass of water, it's like the first piece of momentum to kind of get you started and going. Uh, a couple other things I would recommend people look into is journaling. So writing stuff down. What are your goals for today? Or what are the top three things you want to accomplish that day? What are you grateful for? It's a great happiness tool to feel good about yourself, to write down what you're grateful for. Another thing I would always recommend is to stretch your body or get your body moving in some shape or form. So going outside, catching some sunlight, uh, get that vitamin D up, which is great for your mood. Those are some things I would recommend. And then also looking at your goals, knowing exactly what your goals are. Because oftentimes if we don't know what our goals are, it's really hard to prioritize. And then when you start your day, you kind of go with whatever comes on your plate. Whereas if you know what your goals are, then it's so much easier to prioritize. Right? So to give you an example, let's say your goal is to become a published author, right? That's your most important goal for this year. And your to-do list says something along the lines of, I need to redo my finances. 
I need to organize my closets. I need to run some errands and I have to write chapter two of my book. Now, these are all important tasks, right? And anytime you feel like your whole to-do list is equally important, chances are nothing is that important. And so once you know what your goals are, you start to notice that out of these things, there's only one task on there that is really most important. And in this case, because you want to be a published author, writing your chapter is the most important work that you can do that day, right? And when you don't have any goals, everything looks equally important. So that's why I always recommend that people look at their goals in the morning. It reminds me like the morning routine. So in the movie, The Gladiator, where Russell Crowe walks into the stadium, he always picked up like sand, right? A little bit of sand and kind of flung it there because that was the thing that kind of grounded him. It set him, it brought him to a different state. It got him ready basically for the battle that he was going to go into. And I almost, you know, when uh, taking back to my sports career, there was always certain things that you did where let's just say the play before the current play starts was a complete disaster. It didn't work. <laughs> the guy dropped the ball or someone got tackled. You went back and you had a certain setup again, which got you into a different state to get you ready to go. And what it's, what's in the past is in the past, right? And it's almost like when you have that morning routine, it doesn't matter where you are during the week or what happened the day before. It just gets you back to that state again that, okay, new game, new day, new game. Let's start it off on the right foot. Let's get it going. And I love what you said too about, you know, gratitude, expressing gratitude and get, get all the right things going in the right direction for you. And then setting up the next game or the battle, which is this day, right? Yeah. And I love these sports analogy. I'm a big NBA fan myself. Uh, Go Lakers. That's, that's my team. (laughs) And you see athletes do this all the time. They have a pre-ritual or they have a ritual before they start the game, right? It's way to warm themselves up get the body going, warm up the muscles, but also to get their mind straight so that they're focused on playing the game. And our days as entrepreneurs and people who want to start businesses and side projects, it's the same thing. We want to get ourselves ready for the day so that we can be focused and be ultra productive. And that's why the morning routine is so powerful because it's it's just another ritual or routine in your life to kind of get yourself ready to attack the day, win the day, get the stuff done you need to get done so that you can progress in life. Absolutely. Now you've got your morning routine set up. What is, so for our listeners and viewers, what is something that they could do in the next six months, some of the hacks to structure their day and a framework to absolutely supercharge what they're doing and uh, get a lot of the time back, which, which, which a lot of business owners and, and investors and entrepreneurs are, are struggling with? You know, one of the things that I talk about is building your schedule and this concept of time arbitrage. And what I mean with time arbitrage is the concept that not every single hour in your day is of equal value. So even though you and I both have the same 24 hours in a day, there are certain hours of the day that are more valuable than others, right? So for example, I know between midnight and one o'clock in the morning, there's absolutely no way that anything productive is going to happen in my life. There might be some tequila involved. I might be out somewhere, uh, but there's just no chance that I'm going to be productive. And by the time that time arrives, I'm usually pretty tired already, right? But I am very productive between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m., And that particular hour is one of my power hours. And so the big idea is that not every single hour in the day has equal value. And so there's certain parts of the day where we are more productive than other parts of the day. So for for example, I'm more of a morning person. So I tend to have the most energy and focus in the morning. 
between seven and 11, that's, that's like my block of time when I am so focused, creative. That's when I do some of my most important work, my most creative work, some of the things that I need to think about, solving problems, challenges in my business. That's the block of time that I use for that. And in the afternoon, I'm usually not as energized and productive. So I usually then try to work out and uh, go to the sauna and kind of relax and do other things. And then towards the end of the day, I might have a second wind sometimes where I can do some additional work if I wanted to. But I know the beginning of my day is the most important for me. And everyone has different pockets of time throughout the day when they're most energized and focused. And so what I encourage everyone to think about is what are your parts of the day where you are most energized and focused? Maybe you are more energized and focused in the afternoon. Maybe it's later in the day or at night, right? Some of us are quote unquote night people or night owls. If you can align your schedule in a way where you can do your most important work during the time when you have the most energy and focus, then you are going to be so much more productive. Even though you're doing the same amount of work, right? Your workload is the same, but because you're structuring your day in a way where you are focused and energized and aligning the most important work, then you're going to be so much more productive, right? And so for me, it doesn't make any sense to uh, do some of my creative writing or some of my problem solving later in the day because I'm so tired and I don't have the energy to do that. But for some other people, that's great because they feel more energized and focused in the other parts of the day. So think about that where you, you have your pockets of time where you are most energized and focused and then create your schedule around that. MC Lobshire, the creator of the Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Coach at Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate infinite banking with their business and investments. To learn how you can create your own banking system to turbocharge your investments and business in 30 days or less, go to yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. I love that because going back to the sports analogy, if you look at someone like, let's pick a Tom Brady, right? The way that sports people train is there's certain days during the, the week that they do certain things to get them ready for Sunday. And Sunday is definitely a focus day for them, right? So Sunday is when they go all out. Now it's full on. It's, it's game day. Not every single game or every single day, rather, is a game day. It builds them up to get there. And it's almost like what you've taken is, let's just use that analogy of the week of the build, build up, that you've taken it into hours and said, not every single hour is when you're going to play because Tom Brady cannot play seven games a week every single day. He will fall over and he would not have still be in the NFL at the age of 40. I think he's 41 or something. He would totally not still be quarterbacking. But taking that to, to, uh, to a day and structuring your day is also the same concept and very, very powerful because, yeah, there's no way you could go on all cylinders for you know, eight to seven to eight to 10 hours per day, every single day, you will absolutely burn yourself into the ground. And the work, it just isn't not going to be that productive as, as, as you mentioned, right? Yeah. And the whole eight hour workday is, I think, one of those biggest myths, right? And if you can get two hours of uninterrupted time to focus and do your creative work, you will get way more done in those two hours than when some people get accomplished in eight, 10 or 12 hours in a day. And so it's really about those uninterrupted focus blocks that we have in a day that allows us to be really productive. And so when you think about having an hour to yourself, you can split it, split it up in many ways. You can have 
one hour blocks with no interruptions. You could also have uh, five different blocks of 12 minutes to get something done. But if you've ever tried any sort of creative work or problem solving and doing that in 12 minute blocks, five times in an hour, um, you know, it's not as productive because you can't get into this flow state or get this concentration flow going on. So that's why it's so important to have uninterrupted time throughout your day, because that's when you can get into this flow state. And so having only two hours a day of no interruptions is one of the best things you can introduce into your schedule. And so when you're using your calendar, block it off, make appointments with yourself to say, hey, I'm going to be reading this book or I'm going to be uh, focusing on sales or I'm going to be focusing on investing or studying and learning this particular topic, right? And if we make those appointments with ourselves, it's our way of saying, hey, this is what I'm committed to and I'm going to dedicate time for this and nobody else can then steal my time or book an appointment with me during this time because I'm focusing on what's most important to me. I love it because you're playing offense at that stage too, where you're protecting your time, <laughs> you know, and, and protecting your protecting your week. So now you're in control. You you said when you're doing you know, you determine when you're gonna do what at what stage during the week and performing to to your strengths right when you're most productive so you don't get the time sucks to catch you during your your most productive time where you can actually build and create something amazing yeah and for some people that might be bigger challenge because i know you have two kids right and when you have young kids that makes it so much more challenging because they need your attention whatever uh they need it and regardless of what your schedule says, if they need your attention, you need to be there, right? And so if you're in that kind of situation, what I always recommend is that you said one big win for each day. So instead of scheduling it on your calendar, I would always recommend that people just focus on one big win for each day and just get it done at a time and place whenever it's convenient for you, right? So if you're listening, you have kids and you find it really challenging right now to get anything focused done, uh, just focus on one big win for the day. So whether you spend five minutes here, 10 minutes there, 30 minutes there, as long as you had that one big win, then you're good to go. Because oftentimes what I see with clients is that they feel they're working all the time. They feel they're getting burned out. And when I ask them, how do you know when you had a productive day, they cannot answer that question. And so the question now I impose to everyone is to ask yourself, how do you know when you had a productive day? And if you put down boundaries and parameters in place to say, hey, if I have this big win done or if I accomplish that, then I know I had a productive day. And so once that happens, you can stop working and then move on with your life where you run your errands or spend time with family or whatever. Instead of just working, working, working all the time, running on this hamster wheel, going almost nowhere because you feel like you have to keep working, 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 working. Whereas if you put boundaries in place and say, hey, this is what it means for me today to be productive. And you say, I'm going to accomplish this one thing or these three things, which I usually recommend to most people to do no more than three big things in a day. Then you know you had a productive day and then you can end the game, right? You hit your score, you hit the W, you can end it and then you move on to the next day and then repeat that cycle. Yeah, that's a great point because I have to say, <laughs> it's been a humbling experience with two young kids too and trying to, you know, in the beginning, I can remember when my son was born too, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to do this. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, no, <laughs> he decided, you know, he decided to wake up in the middle of the night or then he wakes up early, you know, and so forth. So um, you definitely have to plan around that. And they have schedules too for, for parents out there. So you just have to figure out again, you know, not every hour, you don't have to 
you don't have to copy someone else's schedule. You build it around what you're doing and, and, and what works what works for you. Any uh, tools that you can uh, recommend for folks to helping with with this uh, with this too? Yeah, there's so many productivity tools and apps out there. And if you're someone who has a hard time concentrating or you get easily distracted, a tool something like Freedom.2 uh, is a great one. So Freedom.2, if you just type that in, Freedom.to, you can then block apps and websites on your computer and on your phone so you won't get distracted. So you can say, for example, hey, uh, I don't want to be able to visit Facebook between 9 and 5 p.m., right? And you can then also block the app on your phone so that when you go to your phone and use that app, it will actually not be able to load and visit the website uh, or the app data. And so that's one really easy way to kind of like introduce some sort of discipline in your life and um, by just introducing that, you can actually get a lot of time back because now you don't get these time sucks like you mentioned, right? Where you just like check something for five minutes and then before you know it, you're gone for 25 and you go, where did my time go? And you do this multiple times in a day, right? So that's one powerful app that I would recommend. Uh, another one is a uh, calendar app like BusyCal or FantasticCal. So if you're using the Mac, that's a great one. If you're on Windows, Outlook, I think is the best calendar tool. And just start using that more consciously. So make appointments with yourself, use that particular tool. Uh, if you want to take it up a notch, I would say color code it as well. So you kind of know what's going on in your typical day. And then also uh, journal. So you can use an app such as Day One, which is a great journaling app. Or if you are more old school and you want to use pen and paper, uh, which is something I use now for journaling, uh, something like the best self journal is a great one or the five minute journal as well. Yeah, those are great. And I love, I still, I, I'm still old school too with the pen and the paper sitting, <laughs> sitting down. Um, and it also ties in like the two hours just to touch back on that. It also ties into that other concept, I believe that Keith Cunningham has of the, uh, the one hour of thinking time. For folks too so you can incorporate that into 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 that whole process too what are some other productivity hacks that you would share with folks uh tan that um is you know this is great they've they blocked out some time they booked some time and what are some other things that you can you can share so one of the biggest myths i've seen uh kind of like thrown around in our industry and people who want to be more productive is that they think that multitasking is more effective and it's the way to be productive. You can see this in job descriptions all the time. People will say, hey, we're looking for X, Y, and Z, and it's a plus if you're a multitasker or you're really good at multitasking. And what they're really saying is that the, they want to have productive people in their team or in the company, which you know I think everyone wants, right? And uh, I used to believe the same thing where when I had that job in LA, I would have like 15 things on my to-do list and I would say, okay, let me do five things at once, right? I'm going to open up the spreadsheet. I'm going to listen to an audiobook in the background. I have another website open to do some research and I need to talk to a few clients on the phone as well. And I would do this every single day. I would have my to-do list to say, I'm going to do these five things. And but by the end of the day, nothing got checked off. Nothing got done. Even though I was working all the time, I was busy, but nothing actually got accomplished. And it wasn't until I read this book called Brain Rules, which is one of my favorite books on how the brain works. Uh, and it's a really simple and introductory book that I recommend that everyone checks out uh, by John Medina. And um, what the author uh, mentioned in there is that the brain cannot multitask. It can only focus on one thing at a time. And so the brain is designed to be able to focus on only just one thing at a time. And when we do 
multitask, or as he calls it, switch tasking, which is the scientific name, what, what is actually happening is that the brain changes focus very quickly between tasks, right? But when we do that, it's very cognitive demanding on the brain. It takes a lot of energy. We tend to make more mistakes when we do that. So it's one of the reasons we don't want people to be texting and driving at the same time. Because again, the brain can't do that. Uh, and that's why accidents rates go up significantly when we are texting and driving, right? And there's all, they've also done studies where they had two groups of people, one group, and they would have the same to-do list, but one group of people was encouraged to do multitasking, so doing multiple things at the same time. And then another group was encouraged to do one task at a time. And what they found is that the group who does multitasking is actually slower compared to the group who does one thing at a time. And the reason for that is anytime we are focusing on multiple things at once, uh, one, it's very demanding on the brain, so it takes more energy, we, we get fatigued a lot faster. But also, anytime you distract or uh, interrupt it by something else, it takes a little bit of time to kind of like on-ramp to get focused again, right? So if you've ever like talked on the phone and then wrote an email at the same time, anytime you finish that call, you go, Oh, what was the thing I want to say again in my email? What, what was the thought that I had there? Right? So it takes a few minutes for you to get ready to kind of say, oh, okay, this is the thing I was thinking about. So imagine doing that multiple times in an hour, multiple times in a day. Right? We lose a lot of valuable time that way. And so that's why the people who switch uh, single task, meaning focusing on one thing at a time, are actually more efficient and more effective that way. And they tend to be more creative and create better work. And so if we want to maximize our brain power, instead of multitasking, what we all should be doing is just doing one thing at a time. And once I changed my approach, when I discovered this, I was able to get all the work done that I need to get done in way less time, even though my workload did not change whatsoever. And it was really by just changing this approach of doing multiple things at the same time to just doing one task at a time. That's, uh, I had the same, uh, I had the same realization too. And it's, it, I love the, the three things that you, that you would list to get down and done every day and then just focus at one thing at a time and knock off those three. And you're going to get so much done, more done in one day that sometimes would take you a week. I could speak from personal experience because, you know, especially business owners may be able to relate. Like when you first start your business too, you're like the, you know, lead guitarist, lead singer, drummer, bass player, <laughs> you're the manager, you're everything, right? So there's a lot of things that you have to juggle. And, and I think people sometimes get a little bit overwhelmed. They get pulled in many different directions and never tend to focus. I was there. That's why I share that. And once I started to bring it back and just doing like one thing at a time and, and breaking it down into actionable steps. Okay, this is what I need to do today. And this is the order in which they need to get done. It started to really, really move the needle. And you really start to, to get a lot more time back. Than, than what you what you had available then. There's actually some some space then in your calendar before you know it, right? Yeah, and I've worked with a lot of coaching clients who pay me a lot of money. And oftentimes the only thing we change about the way they work is going from multitasking to doing just one thing at a time. And I give this free advice all the time and a lot of people go, well, that makes a lot of sense, but you know, that doesn't work for me. And then they hire me for coaching and they pay me a lot of money. And I say, Hey, let's just do one thing at a time. Okay. If you need to do five, these five things, let's just do a first. Once a is done, then we're going to move to task B. And then once that is done, we move to task C and so on. And by just changing that one approach, they've noticed their productivity go up tremendously. 
And so I really encourage everyone to rethink how they tackle their to-do list, right? And if you always get the sense of, oh man, I'm so busy, but I'm nothing, nothing is actually getting accomplished, you're probably multitasking. You're probably getting distracted a lot. And so I encourage you to do just one thing at a time going forward. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic market and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Absolutely. Some ta- uh, some comments and maybe some thoughts on leveraging other people and helping other people uh, uh, around you That because that's obviously uh, something that could free up more time that you have, right? Yeah. When it comes to multiplying your wealth, you know, one of the things that I always talk to people about is that you can multiply your time in a way. So even though we have the same 24 hours in a day, if you have this cash flow going on in your life where you have some extra income, I would encourage you to reinvest that into winning back more time. So, so, so a couple examples of how I do this. I, I wrote a blog post about this, how I spent $5,000 a month getting additional hours in my day and in my week. And it doesn't actually have to be that expensive, but a couple ideas for you to consider is to say, okay, what are some of the things in your day that take up a lot of your time, right? And how can you introduce automation or hiring other people to kind of help you with this? Or are there any tasks in your life where you go, man, you know what? I wish I didn't do this because I'm just not as good at it or I I dread doing this and sucks a lot of energy, right? So I know, for example, you have an executive assistant through our friend Tim Francis who runs greatassistant.com, right? And I'm pretty sure having that executive assistant, you know, for a few hours a week at, at a minimum freed up so much of your time. Right. Absolutely. It's it, it, that that has been a game changer. And you know what's so funny, too? And, and this is where even very wealthy people talk about this, that if I think it was maybe Warren Buffett or was, uh, someone else, maybe Charlie Munger that said this. But, you know, now it's not about more money. They wish they could have more time. <laughs> so at the end of this, at the end of their journey, these very, very wealthy people are like, well, I'd rather have more time not right now, now than money. Um, and it, it's funny how people, go, you know, money becomes a driver initially. And then time, all of a sudden, once they start generating some income and, and start getting some money, now it's like, well, I want more time back. So they spend the money that they were getting to, you know, to buy more time back. It's just funny how that goes back and forth. And it's this pendulum that keeps on going up and down and, 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 and swinging. Um, you know, and maybe most business owners can relate to, especially when you start your business, maybe you left employment. And then all of a sudden, six months later, you're like, man, I'm back in the prison that I started to, to try to escape, right? Yeah. So a couple other things, aside from getting executive assistant, which is, I think, one of the best investments you can make is also, uh, let's say hiring a maid or a cleaner, right? So if you don't like cleaning your home or your house, then hire somebody to do that for $25, $30 an hour. And uh, I have someone coming in every week for two hours and I, I pay about $35 an hour. It's 70 bucks a week or 280 bucks a month. Some of the best money I spend every single month because it's time that I don't have to do that. It's not something I particularly enjoy, but also I can employ someone who actually does a great job 
loves their work as well. It's kind of like a win-win situation there, right? So that's one thing to consider. Also, you know, one of my ideas was always to have a private chef. And that's something that I still maybe at some point want. But what I kind of sell now for my budget is to say, hey, I'm going to have meal deliveries or I'm going to have food shipped to me. And so if maybe your partner loves cooking but doesn't love the grocery shopping, right, you can order groceries online or you can get ingredients sent to you every single week. Right? And there's companies like Blue Apron where you can do that kind of thing. Or if you're young and single, you don't care about your food whatsoever, just orders a meal delivery or uh, meal packaging uh, that gets shipped to you every week and you eat that, right? So there's a lot of time savings there. Also, one of my favorite hacks is I have a handyman that I hire for two hours a month. And he comes in every single month on the same first Saturday of the month. And I oftentimes have always stuff around the home that needs to be done, right? I, need, I have a new mirror or my painting is, is crooked or just something that doesn't work. And so they come in and just show up and say, oh, yeah, here's some things that I need to do, but I, I don't want to do it myself or always postpone it, right? There's always stuff going on. And for 50 bucks an hour, for two hours a month, uh, some of the best money I spent because there's so many things I procrastinate on that I don't want to do around my home. But because this person comes in every single month, they will do it for me. And oftentimes I will have stuff for them to do, even though I don't think so. But they'll ask me questions and say, hey, Tim, what do you need help with? Or what's frustrating you? Or like, what, you know, what's a new thing that you bought that you haven't put together yet? And I go, oh, yeah. I just bought this. Can you put this together for me? Yada, yada, yada. Right. So like, those are some of the things that you can do as well. That's that, those are great hacks because it's just leveraging the talents and the unique ability of other people and freeing up more of your time. And in the end, I mean, if, and everybody knows kind of what, what, the, what they can produce and what they have the, the capability of producing as far as an income, if you break it down on an hourly basis, I think that's, or what, what you want to get to, right? If there's a number that you want to get to financially, you know, figure out, reverse engineer it. And that's what your time is worth. And anything underneath that, you know, that, that uh, you, you, you should be looking at outsourcing and uh, getting, getting someone else to help you with. Yeah, and if you start thinking about what your hour is worth, you'll start to make very different decisions around how you spent your time, right? So to give you a really simple example, um, you know, let's just say your hour, one hour of your time is worth $1,000, right? It's not, it's not out of the ordinary for a lot of people who are entrepreneurs who have multiple businesses or multiple six-figure businesses uh, because there's opportunity costs involved and all this other stuff, right? And so if you... Uh, I had this recently myself. I bought a pair of shoes that was about $100. And let's just say I value my time at $1,000, right? Now, to, I, didn't, I, I got the shoes. I ordered them online. I didn't like them. They didn't fit me that well. And, uh, you know, there's a return policy. I could ship it back to them. And, you know, I could have done it myself, but my system was actually gone. My local system was gone for vacation uh, for a few weeks. And I would go beyond the expiration date when I could return. So I had the option to do it myself. Right. So I would figure out online how to print the label and return it, drop it off at a local UPS store and so on. Probably take about an hour of my time to do all that stuff. And I said, you know what? This is actually not worth my time whatsoever. So I actually ended up just trashing the shoes because that took like one minute to do compared to spending an hour doing something like that, returning it, something I don't particularly enjoy. And because I was so conscious about my time, I made a decision to say, hey, I'd rather trash it, then go through this whole process of returning $99, right? Which is not you know, a huge amount of money for the time I could invest the other hour in generating sales or thinking about a problem or doing something else that was more productive, right? And so thinking about 
what is your hour worth is a useful exercise for a lot of people. And wait, in a really simple formula is to say, if you run a business, right, uh, just multiply the annual revenue you have right now times two and then remove two digits. And that's like a really simple, it'll be on the high end. But once you start thinking about, oh, this is what my time is worth, right? Then you start to notice, oh, wow, actually, you know, I should really rethink what I do most of my days. Yeah, I love that. And I love that formula. I think a lot of folks are going to get a good shock out of that, of determining really what their time is worth. One habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new things and learning new things. What are you currently studying and learning? Oh, man, I have a big passion for health and fitness as of recently. And I've been studying a lot about recovery, meaning once we work out or do certain things with our brain or with our bodies, we oftentimes need recovery as well. And it's, I think, an area that uh, professional sports is more getting into as of recent years. Uh, but also for business people like you and me, we need recovery as well, right? whether it's taking a vacation, taking some time off, uh, mental health, actually getting our bodies ready, right? So like, for example, I take a, I take a cold top or an ice bath twice a week now to kind of like help me recover from my workouts, right? And if I recover faster, then that means that I can work out more or I can be performing better and higher at my business as well. Right? And so if you're an entrepreneur or you're having a business or you're a consultant or a freelancer, I would say look at your body as a machine that you have to take care of as well, right? both mentally but also physically. And we've all been in situations where you know, we're sore from our workouts, right? Uh, we can't stand or sit for a really long time. Our back is hurting. Man, how much more productive could you be if you didn't have any body aches or any of those pains? whatsoever, right? How much longer could you focus? How, how much would your quality of thinking would be if you, your body was in good shape, right? So one of the things I'm looking into a lot more now is what are some of the things we can do to take care of our bodies more, right? And our, and our mental health as well. So, you know, going to the sauna is one of those things to help you relax. Uh, taking an ice bath right after that is, is a great thing to do, right? Sleeping more, getting an extra hour, hour and a half of sleep every day. One of the best investments we can make if we want to multiply our energy and time as well. And then also therapy, if that's something that you want to consider, like getting, getting kind of like a mental declutter of our brain going on where we're like decluttering a lot of stuff that's going on there. Cause I know many of our entrepreneurs, you know, we, we think about stuff all the time, even when we're not working and our brain is going a thousand miles an hour. And sometimes it makes it so much harder to sleep. Right. So having an option like therapy or talking to a sports psychologist has been one of the biggest game changers for me too. That's so true because I can definitely relate to that, that uh, it's, it's always, the mind is always working and always going. And absolutely, I mean, these bodies of ours, one of the things that I've learned too, uh, looking at what top performers such as yourself is, uh, are doing in, in the world of entrepreneurship is, you know, some folks invest very, very heavily in their health and, and that ties into time again, right? Overall time, longevity. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of executives and a lot of folks in, in, entre in, in the entrepreneurial space that are training basically like how professional athletes are training and recovering like they do because it does impact their ability to deliver in, in their business. So it's, it's been very, very interesting to, to, to check out. Now, core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, 
and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? For me, the main thing I would like to pass on is to spend quality time with your family and friends. And you'll probably need it more than you think you do. And so Anytime I leave a conversation, whether it's a podcast with you or have a phone conversation with a friend or I have lunch and dinner with someone, uh, I want to focus on being present and having that quality time where they know how much I care about them, how much I value them and how much they mean to me as well. And anytime you leave that interaction, if, if something happens to you where you're gone, you can go on knowing that you know, everyone around you cared so much about you and that you spent the quality time that you had with them as well. And so... Uh, all of us are working. All of us are always busy doing stuff, but really focus on spending quality time with the people that matter to you. Because it, at the end of the day, that's really one of the most important things that we can do for our happiness and also for our legacy. Where can f- uh, folks learn more about you? Where can they um, stay informed of all the projects that you're involved in? And where can they where can they reach out to you and, and, and follow you? Yeah, so they can go to asianefficiency.com, right? We have a newsletter where you can sign up and get weekly productivity tips from us. And we also have a podcast called The Productivity Show. It's the number one podcast on iTunes. And uh, we have a weekly episode coming out sharing productivity tips as well. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, my friends, I hope you uh, appreciate the content that was on here today because this was phenomenal. Tan, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners and my viewers. I've spoken about time quite a bit because I've been really, really focused on on time specifically. So to my listeners and my viewers, again, thank you for spending your most valuable resource, your time with Tan and myself. Uh, I appreciate um, I appreciate you all. All of our resources, all of our information is available at CashflowNinja.com, CashflowNinja.com. And until next time, live infinitely. presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.